Incoming transmission from an unknown source. It seems to be urgent. Patching them through. They're calling themselves the Holonet Marauders. Welcome back to the Holonet Marauders podcast. This is Jamie, and then I have with me today, as always... This is AJ. And this is Matt. And today we are going to go over our favorite movie soundtracks, our individual tracks from the films, and the movie posters. We were going to do this in list style, so we did our top threes. The way I was going to do this was, you know, we start at three, I'll say mine, then Matt, then Jamie, and then we'll move on to two, and then to one, and we'll do honorable mentions as well. We are including all nine Skywalker Saga movies and the two standalones in this. Okay, so I guess we will start with... Let's do music, because we'll do those two and then move to posters. So, we'll start with tracks. Um, my number three was Ray's theme. I don't know what I like about it so much. I imagine it might be on one of your, your guys' lists. But I remember seeing Force Awakens, coming back to my dorm room, and working on a paper, and just listening. That theme was stuck in my head, and I listened to it over and over that night. Uh, pulled an all-nighter, and wrote my paper to that whole the whole uh, Force Awakens score but ray's theme was just it stuck with me and i love it and i think it's such an original such a good original star wars theme i remember like that release um so like we literally went to see it that night and i slept obviously when we came back and then you're working on your paper and the next morning you're singing like the entire score and i'm like how do you (laughs) know this already the movie has been out less than a day and it was absolutely ridiculous but it's just one of those star wars memories that sticks with you that's for sure yeah i remember when I first heard Ray's theme, I was like a little put off by just how different it sounds from other Star Wars tracks. It yeah. definitely has like a more, I want to say like whimsical, kind of like adventurous spirit. Yeah, I get to it. That. People often compare it to a Harry Potter track. I don't really agree with that now, but I think I would have five years ago when I first listened to it. It's definitely grown on me. I actually had a version of Ray's theme in my honorable mentions, but not Ray's theme on the soundtrack, but the scavenger. Mm-hmm. Which is yeah. okay, yeah. It's got that slightly different opening that gives kind of like an air of mysteriousness to Ray that I yeah. really like now, knowing everything about her past and everything. Like listening to it now, knowing exactly who Ray is and thinking about, you know, this character with this, all this baggage in her backstory uh, and having this kind of like air, this almost ominous, mysterious tone to the song kind of builds up on Ray's theme really well, in my opinion. Yeah, I definitely agree. I love it. it. Uh, I mean, uh, Ray's theme was definitely like on like my like top ones as well. Um, I was on the fence if I wanted to put it in my top three, but it definitely is one that I absolutely adore. I adore Ray as a character as well, and it will just be forever special. So glad that it made it into your top three. Yeah. So we will move on to Matt's number three. So this one has like a little bit of, it's a little special to me because my dad had a Pops in Space album that he used to listen to on repeat back when I was like a young, young lad, wee lad. And it was like uh, a lot of the original trilogy music played by the Boston Pops. Uh, and hmm. one of the tracks that he would just run to the ground was the Asteroid Field. And we used to listen to that together all the time. I absolutely just love that track. It brings me right back to Star Wars. And another funny thing is in Solo, the track Reminiscence, uh, Reminiscence yes. Therapy. Yes. I don't know if any of you had that on your top lists, 
but if I spoil that, but in Reminiscence Therapy, of course, they play pieces of the asteroid field in there. And I yeah. remember sitting in the theater watching the movie and out of the corner of my eye, as soon as asteroid field came on, I see my dad like tilt his head to look at me. So I, I met his guy, I like turned and looked at him and we both like shared that moment like, hey, this, this is our song, listen to that. That's great. On the big screen, it was great. Goosebumps. I love that. That's another one of those like absolute like memories that like make it so special that, oh, oh okay. This is a perfect segue into um, my number three, honestly. So this might be you no know, surprise to you guys, but my number three all-time Star Wars track is Marauders Arrive from Solo. Mm which is pretty much the Enfys Nest and the Cloud Riders theme. It's just, Absolutely. Oh, it's just so perfect for Enfys Nest and the, crowd, cl- the Cloud Riders. And everything like about it is just everything that you would want. In a, here is an epic person just appearing to ruin the day, possibly save the day, we're not sure, because it's ominous, but it's also just epic at the same time. And it's, it was just perfect for it. It's so unique, too. It's a very yeah, it really unique is. track for Star Wars. I love Enfys Nest's theme. I listen to uh, Savarine Standoff, yeah. Ooh, which yeah. has that build-up and this like, explosive Enfys Nest theme just right at the beginning. Oh, man. I love it. You're absolutely right. From like the initial get-go of like the first like uh, trailers for Solo, I immediately, you guys know this again, um, was drawn to the character for Enfys Nest. And the moment we saw the movie for the first time, um, it was just AJ and I who saw it together. I fell in love with her so hard in the first thing. So like I needed to have her theme within my top three, which is weird that I didn't put Ray's theme in my top three and I put Enfys in over it. But if you're just going on like epicness and like listen, listenability like enough, like I just I just want to listen to Marauders Arrive more than that. I get that. Definitely. Yeah. So I'll move on to the number twos. My number two is what I think is the true anthem of evil in the Skywalker saga, not Vader's theme slash the Imperial March, but Palpatine's theme. It's in all three of the trilogies and it's just so spooky. And the mm. similarities that people have pointed out between Palpatine's theme and my number three, Ray's theme, it's just, uh, I don't know. It's just, they overplay in Rise of Skywalker for sure. Like every other scene has Palpatine's theme, a version of it in it, whether it's upbeat or spooky yeah. or whatever. There's one Palpatine's theme in The Rise of Skywalker, one instance when they play it, and I believe it's in fair, Fanfare and Prologue, the first track on the soundtrack. If you skip towards like the end of the track, like near the end, there's one instance when they play the Emperor's theme that is really spooky, and probably it's the one that I think about when I think about the Emperor's theme now. I actually have like retroactively replaced it with that. <laughs> Just because I think it's the one they play when you first see zombie palps. And I think it's just yeah. really creepy. Perfectly creepy. It perfectly encaptures just the... Like I said, it's, I think it's the true villain theme of the saga. Over, well, you know, the classic <laughs> thing is the Imperial March. But, you know, I thought it'd be interesting here and choose Palpatine's theme instead. Go outside um, the box a bit. Honestly, I'd be super surprised if um, either of you chose the Imperial March. Because it's kind of like so corny at this point it's like what, what are yeah, you it's, it's like why easy. are we like nah. we'll see. <laughs> yeah i love the imperial march but if i'm being honest controversial opinion here i actually listen to the rogue one uh what is it called it is called the imperial suite that's a really good rogue one. one yeah i actually really like how he takes like the familiar kind of motifs that you hear for imperial music and twists it into something different really big fan of that 
But that's yeah, not on my agreed. top list. <laughs> so now let's move on to Matt's number two. My number two is the arrival on Tatooine and the flag parade. That's a hmm. from <laughs> the Phantom Menace. Yeah, yeah, our, our favorite. I absolutely love this theme. In fact, I think it's the one I associate the most with The Phantom Menace, which is one of my favorite Star Wars movies. I have vivid memories of the flag parade. Uh, Seeing The Phantom Menace in theaters when I was four years old and remembering the flag parade of all things. I remember C-3PO carrying the, the Anakin's flag. I remember the song and I remember just like this, the heat waves coming off of like the desert sand. And? And oh man. And of course, the farting. The uh, yes. The farting. It goes from epic to that classic George. For, for listeners who aren't aware of um, our love for The Phantom Menace, a few years, years back, re watched The Phantom Menace, and there's just this huge like, resurgence of love for it. And that scene alone. Like what left us like laughing for probably an hour. I'm not even yeah. kidding. Like we were, we had to pause the movie and just like cry laughing. And I think that song is the one I associate most with that movie. So that's on my top three. Great choice. So for my second most favorite uh, Star Wars song, I would have to pick March of the Resistance from the sequel trilogy. Um, First appeared, obviously, in The Force Awakens, but it makes its way into each of the sequel trilogy movies. It's just another one that's just so strong and it's just in your face. Here we are. But it's also super inspiring at the same time which makes sense for the resistance and it's just become like an icon at this point as well yeah and, and it made its way into mandalorian in last week's yeah. episode i love the march of the resistance when they play that over the speech at the end of rise of skywalker I like oh it's so inspirational and you know makes you want to run through a brick wall as as people say <laughs> but i've gained a much more of an appreciation for it recently since i started playing squadrons and i've kind of put that on blast while playing squadrons by myself i have like a whole like squadrons playlist so i've definitely grown to appreciate it more now that i'm you know an ace x-wing pilot myself (laughs) with that being said we'll move on to our number ones finally here and for my number one we won't spend much time talking about it because it's already been mentioned it's asteroid fields i get i get such nostalgia with that and uh, i mean the, you and the me, soundtrack, we get nostalgia for it. That's awesome. Yeah, so that's why it hit me at number one. And Empire just has a great soundtrack overall, obviously. And yep. I remember in the Family Guy episode when they're <laughs> the oh, he turns into a neighborhood, and it's playing in that. Like for some stupid reason, that stuck in my head with that theme too. So that's really funny. Well, yeah, you get yeah. the nostalgia. You get the references to um, things outside of Star Wars now at this point. And you get the references across the movies as well, because it's not just the asteroid field theme, it's just the Falcon theme at this point as well. It's exactly, yeah. When yeah. I hear that theme, you think of the Falcon, you think of Han, so it's it's perfect. So moving so on my, to Matt now. Yeah. My, my number one is interesting. Mine is uh, Padme's Ruminations from uh, Revenge of the Sith. That's a mm. really, really good one. That is, it blows me away every time I listen to it. I listen to it on repeat. I can't even tell you how many times I've, I've listened to this track, but... I really like the second half of the song. I know a lot of people really like the first half. That's another track with vocalizations, um, with vocals on it. I really like that part with the kind of like wailing singing at the beginning. It's really creepy, really good. You know, obviously it, it immediately brings you into the scene. Uh, you can't help listening to it and thinking exactly of, you know, Padme staring out into the sunset. 
Anakin staring out into the sunset, both kind of thinking about what's going on. I really like that. But the second half kind of blends this this movie's version of a throne scene. There's actually two throne scenes in Revenge of the Sith, but the second throne scene, the one in Palpatine's office after Mace Windu is tossed out the window, it's this like really creepy. It almost sounds like one of the like classic universal monster themes, like something you'd hear in an old horror movie. Yeah. It plays like this really creepy. And again, I, I'm liking the ominous tracks apparently, but this really yeah. ominous sounding uh, foreboding song over it. And it only makes it in for like a split second when uh, Palpatine is telling Anakin to go kill children. I think that's when it plays. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. But, because it's 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 that entire thing, and then um that's just like such like a, a good scene as well. Like that's probably one of the best scenes in Revenge of the Sith. Oh yeah, yes. for sure. Does that play in the season seven of Clone Wars when Ahsoka is on the Star Destroyer, or is that something different? I think that's that it's inspired is Anakin's by... dark deeds. Anakin's, oh! Anakin's dark, okay. Which so also those... plays at the end of Jedi Fallen Order. I won't say where it plays, but you know where it plays. Right. So for my number one, my number one is another one that's pretty, like, it had to be picked. And I'm surprised no one else even mentioned it. Um, but Yoda's theme, another yeah. track that goes across all of the movies, but it's just quintessentially Star Wars. You'd think, like, Imperial March is that, but no, it's it's Yoda's theme. Like, that that is the one that is you think of when you think of Star Wars. Absolutely. Yeah. Honestly, I get a little teary-eyed when I hear it in, in The Last Jedi yeah. with Yoda. It's like yeah. just perfectly utilized. And honestly, I love, like, Yoda's theme is so good. Um, but on my playlist for, like, quintessential Star Wars songs, I chose Yoda and the Force over Yoda's theme because there's two separate tracks on the Empire Strikes Back soundtrack. Yoda and the Force which also has the X-Wing like crescendo when he lifts the X-Wing and you get that big swell of music. Mm -hmm. I think that yeah. just brilliantly complements uh, Yoda's theme, definitely. I think, that, uh, I think that mine like blends together with that for my choice because I was unaware that it was two tracks, but we're just going to roll with it. Yeah, a lot of them are like that, where it blends into two, like Anakin's yeah. Dark Deeds and the, the track Matt chose as number one, uh, yeah. Padme's, yeah. Illumination. So, yeah. Which, for some so, reason, my spell check doesn't think is a word, and that ticks me off. Anyway. What are some of your honorable mentions? So I had, I had two. I had Across the Stars, and I had... Yes, I um, had that too. Yep, I had the same. Asteroid Field version in uh, Solo. I forget the name of it. Reminiscence the, Theory. Therapy. Yeah, Reminiscence okay. Theory. Therapy. Perfect. So for me, I have Love Pledge in the Arena, which is basically across the stars but then yep. also the republic theme like the clone army theme i yes. really love that yeah uh, i listen to that all the time and there's like this little they have like a little bit of like the arena music where it's almost like uh like tribal geonosian music just kind of thrown in there and i really dig that um then i have a new home yes uh, oh, second last yeah. track on the rise of skywalker soundtrack which is when Ray is burying the sabers on Tatooine. I think that mm -hmm. is an absolutely brilliant track that perfectly encapsulates uh, everything about the Skywalker saga. Like the whole grand mysticism of the Skywalker saga, I think is perfectly encapsulated in that like two minute long track. It's so short. And then the final one I have is The Rebellion is Reborn from The Last Jedi. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I have absolutely a note about that, actually. Beautiful so, um, theme. 
I, I wrote that one down too as an honorable mention because I wanted to point out that um, I was re-listening to it today and at a certain point during it, Rebellion is Reborn, um, it goes straight into pretty much your favorite track from Tross, AJ, um, We Go Together. It sounds very, very similar. It's in the same vein and everything and it just makes so much sense if, um, for the whole Resistance is Reborn today and whatnot. And it just makes so much sense. John Williams definitely went for... I want to say like more like uh, sweeping kind of romantic themes for the sequels. Yeah. I mean, obviously we have Across the Stars in the prequels, but for the sequels we have, you know, We Go Together, um, the regular, you know, Rise of Skywalker theme, The Rebellion is Reborn, just these really kind of, I just, I like romantic. I mean, that's, that's kind of just yep. the perfect word to describe them. I do have one more honorable mention as well. Um, technically two, but just one. Um, one of them is actually from Rogue One, which I'm, I'm amazed no one has mentioned yet, but I absolutely adore the Guardians of the Will Suite. Um, that's another mm. thing that's like quintessentially Star Wars. It's just mm, so good, just ah, so good. Um, and then the other one that I wanted to mention was uh, Rose's theme, or it's um, fun with Finn and Rose, but Rose's theme as a whole, because that's another one that gets reused for all of the resistance. Um, activities so that's another like very romantic ish theme which is just like it's just so light and it's just perfect and it it's perfect for rose but it's also perfect for just like the hope and spark of the resistance as well and it just makes so much sense again definitely i 100 percent agree so for our movie overall movie soundtracks we decided we're gonna do all three at once rather than what we just did so my three in reverse from three to one are the Phantom Menace, surprise there, Force Awakens, and Empire Strikes Back. So I mentioned what I liked about Force Awakens earlier and how that just stuck with me. And that was it was an important movie for, for where we all were in our lives in, in college there. Mm -hmm. And Empire is just so classic. Uh, you know, it's my favorite Star Wars movie. So I guess, therefore, it's also my favorite soundtrack. It's, it's just special to me. And Phantom Menace, I don't know... It's also another nostalgia bomb there is, you know, uh, Panaka and the, the Royal Guard. That'll, okay. That theme stuck in my head. Duel of the Fates, Qui-Gon's Noble End, spoiler alert. Yeah. Those, those are great. <laughs> All right, so my top three soundtracks going in reverse order at number three, Attack of the Clones. Number two, Empire Strikes Back. Number one, Revenge of the Sith. So I don't have as good a coverage as you did, AJ, because you had one from each trilogy in your top three, which was perfect. But uh, Attack of the Clones soundtrack actually has like a real soft spot with me. Uh, I have a lot of nostalgia for that one. I just l hear those themes all the time. Uh, I'm immediately brought back to walking down like the aisle at Ames, looking at all the blue <laughs> boxes of Ames. action figures. And oh my god! To buy me, you know, like eight Anakin action figures, and then he would buy them too to add to his collection. It was a lot of fun. Um, but Attack of the Clones, in my opinion, is the perfect rainy day soundtrack. It's a perfect rainy day movie, but I won't get into that. That's for another time. But Attack of the Clones is the perfect rainy day soundtrack. We can just put on any song, sit back, watch the rain fall outside, and just relax. It is like a really relaxing, smooth soundtrack. Is it because I of like Camino? That. Yeah. It, sure, it's also because it, of Camino. Is it because of Camino? It sounds like it's because of Camino. No. It's because of the Meadow Picnic. The Meadow Picnic, which I should have put in my honorable mentions when we were talking about music, but I didn't. The Meadow Picnic is like one of the most calm, chill songs out there. And I can put that on at any moment and just like 
sit back. Fun fact, I actually didn't rank them. They're just on a sticky note, and I'm like, Ugh. okay, um, let's decide right now in this moment. You can rank them quick. Okay, so um, my top three soundtracks overall for the Star Wars um, movies. Um, number three is Solo. I, I love Solo. I love everything about it. Um, number two is The Phantom Menace. And number one is The Force Awakens. Nice. Very good. Very good. My I three. Like it. For, you guys have very similar tastes in, in the music, it would seem. Pretty much like my three favorite movies. And like it also like reflects in like the music heavily as well. Phantom Menace alone like gives us like so many memories and things that like we want to like explore. And and Solo is just so unique. I could go on about that one for days. It's just so unique, and I wish that more people would just give it love because it's amazing. And the Force yeah. Awakens, the Force Awakens is just so so special for me because it was my Star Wars movie that got me really into Star Wars. And so it's just everything about it is so special from Ray's theme to the whole March the Resistance. To Kylo Ren's arrives at the battle, which we didn't even talk about, but nope. whatever. I like the solo love because Matt and I, I don't know if you remember Matt, but we always would talk about the Rogue One score versus the solo score. I just, I guess because they're the two independent films there. And yeah. I would always say the solo one's better. And you'd always say Rogue One. And they're both amazing, obviously. Yeah. But I like the uniqueness of the solo score. And I uh, think looking at those two movies is kind of looking at the successor to John Williams, which is. Hurts me to say because that's like a hard sentence to even you know imagine. Mm-hmm. Nobody can really be the successor to John Williams, but the next person in line who can really capture Star Wars, you know, in music, either Michael Jackino, G- Michael Jackino, or John Powell, so far has stepped up, and both of them have been uh, phenomenal so far. So, and even I mean, we said we wouldn't talk about the shows, but Lud- Ludwig over there, uh, Ludwig Gorenson, Gorenson. He he's, he's done a tremendous job. Like absolutely, everything's been amazing. So he's had to produce so much too, because he has to score every single episode, and obviously, and there's so much music the entire time. One of the behind the scenes episodes is about his producing of the soundtrack. It's absolutely phenomenal. Like looking in his studio and seeing all of these really obscure instruments hanging on the wall that he would just like bring down and start playing for the Mandalorian is just really cool. Like. It's a great, that's a great episode. If you, if you ever watch one of the behind the scenes on the making of the Mandalorians, I'd say watch that one. We have to also just mention um, Kevin Kiner's score for Clone Wars and Rebels, mainly for Clone Wars, um, because Rebels, it's, it's just way too corny for me. But um, I, I absolutely love Rebels. We know this, but like, it's too corny. But for the, the, for store, the Clone yeah. Wars, for, um, for the Clone Wars, though, um, you, you have to mention the clones theme, first of all. The clones uh, theme. Like, yes. I just I just see, like, the I just hear the clones theme, and I, like, sit there, like, disassociating for, like, a half hour, just, like, getting sad about the clones. And then and then Ahsoka Leaves comes on next, and I'm like, oh, no. Oh, my God. It's, <laughs> it's just so, it just makes the Clone Wars, like, everything that you want it to be. And you just have to mention, like, those two alone. Ahsoka's theme playing over... Th- the battle that she has with Darth Vader in Rebels yeah. is probably one of the most gut-punching musical moments in Star Wars for me, along with, spoiler alerts, Kanan's death. Oh, that's another don't remind me. That's a, that's a gut punch. Music oh. right there. It kills me every time I listen to it. Oh, my God. Jamie killing, had to watch Killing me Kanan just thinking about that. And Ben Solo die. Within like the span of a month. Oh, yeah. that's that's tough. That's so tough. Because we we finally 
watched Rebels last year for the first time, and it was right around when Tross came out. And I, I just loved Kanan immediately. And like I knew that I, I knew that he was going to die. I just didn't know how he was going to die. And then the episode came up, and I, I you know, <laughs> this that's is it. Oh, yeah. that's pretty... it. I'm, I'm still upset about it. Oh my god, I. <laughs> This is pretty embarrassing, but I rewatched Rebels recently over the, the course of this whole uh, pandemic and everything. I rewatched Clone Wars and Rebels back to back to get psyched for like season seven of uh, Clone Wars. And yeah. when, when it was time to watch Kanan's death, I turned on the episode and I said to myself, I was like, oh, you know, I'm not, I'll, I'll be fine. And then immediately, <laughs> as soon as it started, I'm just sitting there on my couch, like just casually crying, <laughs> sitting there like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm doing this. I just couldn't stop. I just, I couldn't stop. It like literally was, I couldn't even fight it. it just happened. I was like, oh, yeah, this is me now. It shows that you care. Definitely. Shall we move on to movie posters? Yes. Sure. Okay. So at my number three, I have The Phantom Menace. Son of a gun. Good. Do you have the same, Matt? I do. <laughs> so I guess instead of you saying you're number three, you can start talking about it. I love the Phantom Menace. Tri- the Phantom Menace poster is my favorite um, in the prequel trilogy for sure. I really like all the prequel trilogy posters are uniform in that they all just have like the similar composition. They use similar colors. They have like a similar palette to them. But the Phantom Menace with Maul kind of looming in the background and Qui-Gon's brilliantly flowing hair and Padme's iconic red dress outfit that she has. It's like the burned best, into best my Padme. memory. Yep. Best Padme. It's burned with, into my memory. With Maul just looming in the back. I remember just on the VHS cover. Yes, the VHS. Yes, it's definitely. just, it looks so nice. I'm looking at it again now. Same. The, the, the prequel posters, I like what you said. They were all so uniform. The, the sequel posters, which I imagine we'll get into, they were a bit of a mess. They, were, they didn't really, they didn't have any uniqueness or uh, similar similarities to them, and I do have another prequel poster on my on my list. But if we want to move on to Jamie now, we can do that. Let's for, build for up my, the suspense a little. Let's build up the okay. suspense. Build up the suspense for my third or or no for for AJ's second prequel trilogy poster that's coming up. Stay okay, tuned. okay. So I guess for my third favorite poster. Um, theatric release poster. This is going to be a surprise to both of you. It's Rogue One. <laughs> Ooh. Holy I, crap. That is, that yeah, is a it's surprise. A, it's a that huge surprise because, exploding. see, the thing is, I'm, I'm not, a, you guys know this, I'm not a huge, I'm not a huge fan of Jin, and she's dead center for it, but the way that this poster is composed with the Death Star looming in the background, the beach of Scarif down below, and the stormtroopers walking through the water, and then just the way that it's clustered in the middle with, um, with the entire cast, it's just perfect. And yeah, I, I, I just as, as it's visually, it's so well done. Visually, Rogue One is fantastic, and I love it in that aspect. And it's just like crazy how that is making my top three of posters. That's I fine. love the look of the troopers. Yeah. Obviously, in the movie, I like that, but in the poster, it does it well. And to tease another one of my picks, another poster does something similar to that. But here well, we go. Well, go ahead. What's your number two? My number two was the other prequel poster I mentioned. It's Revenge of the Sith. Ooh. So not 
it's uh not one of my favorite Star Wars movies. I know it's you know has a cult following these days, and it has a, gr- a lot of great Star Wars moments for sure. But the poster is just great. Anything with Obi Wan and Anakin dueling right in the middle. I don't think it was the best duel on the screen, but just the the picture of it is amazing. Um, for sure, definitely. Yeah, I, mean, I love. There's an effect, and I'm not exactly sure what it's called, but it's when they focus on the eyes and they shine like uh, light just on the eyes. It, it's done on Palpatine, and it's done in a lot of classic horror movies. Again, going back to that, it's done in like Dracula, for instance. You have like this. It's almost like they're shining a light directly on their eyes. If you ever notice that, go back and like watch Return of the Jedi and look at how Palpatine's eyes are framed. You can see that on Anakin's eyes in the poster for crying do out you loud. Mean, do you mean on their face or specifically yeah. on their eyes? Okay, well, yeah. on their eyes specifically. Like if you look at Anakin in this poster, his eyes are illuminated in almost like this, it's like the strip of light. Yeah. You know what I mean? I call that, I call that the Lucius Malfoy. I like that. But, uh, yeah. I like that. And, of course, I have to mention Goblin Palpatine sitting down there in the right-hand corner. Yeah. I don't know like, what, what it, the hell that what is. What is that? But it's, I love it. He's great. He looks like a Halloween mask. I love him. All you right. look at this poster, not to spend too much time on it, but you look at this poster and you, you, you get every big scene in the movie pretty much on the poster. But Pretty much. We'll move on to your number two. So my number two is The Last Jedi. Something that's going to maybe surprise you is that when the poster was first released, I was not a fan of the poster. I was actually a little bit disappointed in it. Oh, we know. Uh, oh, okay, good. I'm pretty sure that you told us that, like, immediately. <laughs> in my honorable mentions, I'm going to mention Force Awakens. I guess I can just do that now. The Force Awakens, when it first came out, was, like, in my opinion, the quintessential Star Wars poster. It took everything from the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy and combined them. Like, if you look at the poster for The Force Awakens, it has the same kind of um, frame around it. And the, the, just the color scheme and everything, the way it's composed is very prequel-esque. And I really liked that. And then The Last Jedi came out and totally bucked that trend and created, you know, this kind of uh, disharmony between the two. It, they didn't line up. They weren't uniform like the prequel posters were. And I was a little thrown off by that. But looking right. at it now, it is so brilliantly composed from the first order logo on the bottom of the screen being carved into the sands of crate to the lightsabers on either side of the poster illuminating luke's face so that he's half in blue and half in red to the fact that luke is just looming over everybody almost like the villain if you look at every other poster darth vader is taking the spot that luke takes in the last jedi and i think that's just really just really cool symbolism I agree. Include. The the color scheme of the poster is amazing too. You mentioned the the sabers, but just the the red everywhere. It just look, it the looks so nice. It's like totally iconic for the movie. I mean, I whenever you say the last Jedi, the first thing I think of is the colors red and white, like these two vibrant clashing colors. It's perfect. So, my number 2 favorite poster is A New Hope. It's classic. Absolutely classic. And there's like the discussion, is it the one where like Luke is pretty much shirtless or is it the other one? Regardless of like which one, I, I love both of them and I would rank them at the same location. The whole like stupidly shirtless half Luke and Leia has her leg hanging out like that one. <laughs> it's, it's just so it goes back to it's so corny, but it's like so like incredible. And just like looking at it because it's it's simple. But it's also epic at the same time. And it's just one that like you're you're just not going to forget 
the Rise of Skywalker poster did a similar thing, right? Where it, it had the similar, the white outline around the poster. Mm-hmm. Yes. Tribute to that. Yeah, yes, I like it that did. a lot. I really, the A New Hope, the shirtless one yeah. with uh, bare chest Luke and bare leg Leia uh, yep. is definitely, it's not in my top three, but I'd say it's probably number four. I really like this poster. It conveys perfectly this kind of sense of like the old Flash Gordon adventure serials. It's really, it. Like you said, it was it was corny, but like mm-hmm. in a really good way, perfect way, like very adventurous, very cool. And of course, Luke's lightsaber splitting off into three par- like uh, perpendicular beams yeah. is what inspired Kylo Ren's lightsaber. So yeah. thanks for that. And the Last Jedi teaser poster also pays homage to this poster very well. If you ever get a chance to Google that, Google the teaser poster for The Last Jedi, it is perfect. Also, perfect. yeah, everything's perfect. We have that hanging on the wall, The Last Jedi teaser. <laughs> But anyways, my number one is the Last Jedi poster, hey, all right. <laughs> which we just talked about a bit with Matt. I was a bit quiet about it because I was going to talk about it with here on here. But similar to the Rogue One poster that I mentioned, the bottom had the stormtroopers and it, it kind of had a scene on the bottom. And I love that our Battle of Crate scene is on the bottom of this poster. It's with all the, the red streams and everything else is just white in the background. And even the walkers are a bit white. And like Matt mentioned... Luke, I remember when it came out, I was like, what's up with Luke there? Why does he look so evil? And do you remember the, someone took Darth Vader's mask and put it over the poster and it somewhat yeah. like matched up perfectly symmetric wise. Like the yes. eyes were over Kylo and Ray, and like, that was so cool. I, the, the poster is so symmetrical and oh, it's, it's, it's a beauty. What so is my, your number one? My number one poster is Return of the Jedi. I actually think this is probably the, I said The Force Awakens tried to encapsulate the quintessential Star Wars poster, but I would say the Return of the Jedi poster is the standard that all other posters from that point on tried to emulate. I think all of the prequel posters tried to emulate it, all of the sequel posters, every poster that comes after it tries to do this kind of center the heroes, put Darth Vader in the background. Death Star's got to appear somewhere and then put some scenes from the movie on either side. You have like Empire Strikes Back with like the non-traditional, because there's no lightsabers on that poster. I know we'll probably talk about that in a second, so I won't go into too much depth. But you have Luke's, for some reason, blue lightsaber, uh, (laughs) illuminated right in the center. You have Han Solo about to shoot you in the face. You have Metal Bikini Leia. You have uh, Jabba the Hutt in the background smoking hookah. It's great. It's great all around. And Wicket is front and center, which is perfect because he's one of the real heroes of that movie. He really is. That's a, it's a good point of how it, that paved the path for the rest of the posters, really. I never really thought of it that way, but you're absolutely right. Perfect. I would not have even like, had this on my radar because like, I kind of just like write off Return of the Jedi like, immediately. So I wouldn't have like, even thought to like, place this anywhere in a rankings um, for posters. That being said, though, I almost did say uh, the original Ewoks Yub Nub song as an honorable mention song earlier. Ooh. <laughs> oh, ooh. That would have been is, nice. That's it's an a great one. song. Super Definitely. honorable. Um, but back on topic with my number one poster pick, it is The Force Awakens. Uh, again, it goes back to, I think, the nostalgia factor of this is what really got me into the whole thing of Star Wars. And looking at it again, it's just so symmetrical on so many ways with Kylo and Rey with the lightsabers or his lightsaber and then her holding the staff and she has this beautiful yellow glow behind her and it just mm. it just shows and like 
Ah, it's so good. The only issue I have with it, there is an issue, is um the whole Finn holding a lightsaber and we never actually got him to see him using the lightsaber more. I just wish that they didn't use that as much in the marketing if they weren't going to act on it. That's been like a yeah. recent like topic of discussion, but it, yeah. other than that, it's utterly perfect. It has like Star Killer base in the back, so going back to like the Death Stars in the back, the Stormtroopers on the bottom, all the main characters are there somewhere. Even like Maz is on there, even though she's not in it that much. That is a great poster, it, and it's only gotten better over time, in my opinion, because it sort of sh- it sort of shows that dyad <laughs> that we learn about in Tross. They're right there, kind of like paired together, and like you said, yep. the yellow. The yellow kind of foreshadows Ray getting a yellow lightsaber. So, huh. yeah, I just like I said before, I think the Force Awakens is the culmination of everything that makes a Star Wars poster. They really, it, they went out of their way to make it as Star Warsy as humanly possible, and I think they did a good job. That will about wrap it up for this episode of Holland at Marauders. We went over our top soundtracks, our top songs, and our top posters. We will be back soon, and we want to thank you guys so much, so, so much for tuning in to our podcast. All of the support so far, is it means so much to us, and we want to thank you guys for that. Thanks for tuning in. We will be back soon.